You are more than your job title. You're more than a ladder to climb in the workplace. And if you're attaching your worth to a job title, like, oh, I know I will have made it when I'm making X amount of money. I know I will have made it when I'm in this position or this job title. That at the end of the day is false security. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. What's up, friends? Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the podcast. I always am so excited to just show up to this microphone and hang out with you. I know there's, I can't physically see you. Nobody's talking back to me, really, when I do record these episodes, but I really do feel like this is just an opportunity for us to hang out. And like we're two friends catching up over, I was going to say coffee, but surprise, I don't like coffee. That's just its own story on its own. I never grew up around coffee and I actually don't like the taste. But anyways, I digress. It's two friends hanging out over, let's just say, a good, nice Italian dinner, like some pizza, some pasta, a glass of wine, you know, the whole whole shebang. And so that's how I feel like showing up to this episode and every episode really is just us hanging out. And I'd love to get to know you more and about who you are. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And if you are new to the show, welcome. So happy you are here and showing up for yourself just to invest some time in being the girl who can. And I put these episodes out every Wednesday to show up for you. So then you can continue to show up for yourself at the end of the day. Every Wednesday episodes come out. We do have an Instagram page. So I want to get to know you. Like I said, feel free to connect with me over there at the girl who can podcast or my personal Instagram at Arissa Lujano. I love learning about who you are. So feel free to comment on the episode posts that we put out each week or shoot me a DM, slide in the DMs and we can be friends. And whether that you live, maybe maybe you live close to where I'm at. I am currently in really close to Austin, Texas, or maybe you are in a different country because I know we have some people that are in different countries all over the world that listen to this podcast. But 
just let's hang out. So go over there, check it out and let me know what you take from the episodes. Or if you feel like you are learning something from the episode, share it with a friend and we can just build a community here of being the girls who can in different areas of our life. And if you could help me out so, so much as well. It helps the growth of the show to leave a review on Apple Podcast and wherever you're listening, but specifically Apple Podcasts. I don't know why, don't ask me, <laughs> but if you could scroll down, leave a rating and review if this show helped you out and it supports me. So I would appreciate you so much for doing that. And so let's get right into being the girls you can, shall we? So I wanted to talk this week about being a leader in the workplace, what that looks like, and really just at the end of the day, putting joy back into work. I feel like just the term work can seem a little daunting, or there's many definitions of what work is, and work can just seem as that, like work, where we put in the time, and we put in the effort, and we grind, and we hustle, and working hard is important, but I'm not about the whole hustle culture to the point where you either resent the work or you feel burnt out, or at the end of the day, it just doesn't even become enjoyable. And maybe you're working for yourself, or maybe you're working for a company, but your gifts really should be exemplified and poured out into your work. So then at the end of the day, you are serving your purpose. You are fulfilling your life's purpose by utilizing your gifts. And so we'll get into that a little bit, but how this kind of got planted on my heart to talk about it is that I recently moved to Texas and all my life I have, not all my life, but my working years of life, I have been in an office job. I'm a registered dietitian. That's what I do outside of this podcast. And so I love it. It's my passion. I love pouring into women specifically to help them become the best version of themselves from the inside and a healthy version of themselves. But I have always been in the office, you know, working an eight to five job. And as I, when I moved here, I transitioned into working hundred percent remote. Some people love it. Some people actually don't like working remote. I love it. <laughs> so I'm very grateful to be in that position. And so, but trans, I'm so used to just being in person and being with people and I enjoy being around people, but it, and so being kind of physically removed from a work environment caused me to kind of reflect of how do I show up and without physically showing up and make myself present and known without physically being present and just show initiative and be a leader um, and be bold in the workplace and still enjoy it at the end of the day. And I believe we're all called to take action in whatever workplace you're in. I have friends who it's kind of just work becomes, you know, a routine or maybe the job that you're in isn't your dream job or you don't like your coworkers or you have a toxic boss. And I get it. Those are very real situations. And I'm sorry if that's you. And I'm there are conversations that maybe need to be had or reflections internally to maybe seek out transitions or really... Um, just be honest with the route that you are in or, you know, whatever it might be. And I am not a business coach in the workplace, but I just like to talk through my experiences and hopefully it helps somebody else out there because I know that I am not 
you know, living in these thoughts by myself. And so I just wanted to talk about how I have begun to show up as a leader in my workplace um, online because I work remote and in person. So I think what what I want to bring up applies to both situations. And yeah, so hopefully, hopefully this resonates with you and let's get right into it. So as I said, I'm a registered dietitian, so you know I had to bring this up of being a leader in the workplace really comes down to who you are as an individual. And that means prioritizing you and that means prioritizing your health. If you show up to work tired, you guys, how do you expect to pour out and give to others your time, your energy, or even just sit at your desk and be productive, how do you expect to do that if you are running on like four, five hours of sleep? You are going to be stressed. Your eyes are going to start twitching or whatever your body does to show you or tell you, girl, let's get some sleep. So please prioritize your sleep. I understand that there are people that are listening to this that have families that maybe have multiple jobs or are going, are in grad school or in school and have, you know, other things. But I promise you, this is a foundation piece that really needs to be in place. You know, I'm not saying get 10 hours of sleep. If you're getting four right now, shoot for five, shoot for six, make it something that's realistic for you. But sleep is king. Please (laughs) get your sleep, guys. You know, when you get less sleep, you are moody, you are grumpy. And people just don't like that. You know, you don't like your boss when he or she is grumpy. So just don't, don't do it to other people. And so part of taking care of your health is exercising, you know, getting some movement in a walks. It doesn't have to be like this strenuous CrossFit type workout. Just even using your work breaks to get away from your desk, physically remove yourself or get away from your work from home space, get out, take a walk, um, 10 minutes. If you can just stand outside and get some vitamin D on your skin from the sun, five minutes. I, I don't care. Just remove yourself, get some sort of physical activity in your day. And also moving your, or fueling your body with nourishing food. And I'm not saying you need to make your meals three times a day. I understand there's things like work meetings and outings, but prioritize maybe something like a breakfast versus going straight to coffee and then looking at your emails. You know, looking and actively reflecting on what your boundaries are. Are you waking up and yeah, checking your work emails? I know it's tempting for me too. It's very easy for me to get up and like start to automatically think about work. And I have apps on my phone where I can check things from work, but take a second step back and remove yourself, leave your phone, continue to be charged, you know, buy your nightstand, make me make a breakfast, take 10 minutes and journal or take 10 minutes and go for a walk around your block. These boundaries, these steps are so important to take time for yourself in the morning. It can be five minutes, it can be one hour, but make the first decision in the morning to be one for yourself and for your soul instead of other people. And so the first yes you're saying for yourself is for you. And I promise you that will begin to translate throughout your work environment just to set boundaries in place. Meaning when an employee or maybe a manager is speaking to you in a way that 
you feel is inappropriate, you're able to say yes to yourself, put boundaries in place. And that comes from like the little steps that you do that sometimes we don't even think about. Like it's leaving your phone right by your bedside instead of immediately checking your work email. So take care of yourself so then you can be a leader in the workplace. And next is get to know others around you. You know, as I transitioned into a work from home job, this was a little bit more difficult, but there's still a team around me and I can get to know them, ask questions. And from that, I get to learn a little bit about one, who they are, but what their strengths are. And when I ask questions, someone, I and asking questions with an intention of talking to somebody else. Like I have asked in my current job, hey, I'm struggling in this area. Who on the team can help me with this or can possibly you help me with this? Because that shows initiative to just collaborate. You know, often we think leaders or bosses or managers are kind of just a sole person. They require a team as well. They got there because they are able to delegate tasks and have a good team under them and recognize a good team too. So get to know others around you. And this could honestly lead to a mentorship in the workplace, whether you mentor somebody else or somebody mentors you. And this could be a really good opportunity for growth and feedback on both ends. So just staying open to to learning more about your teammates versus feeling. And I, I know I struggle with this myself of feeling like I am sometimes bad at asking for help because I just think I can do it better myself. Like I, and that I have struggled with that since like college, you know, when you get in group projects of some sort, I just automatically assume I can do better and I'll try and take initiative and not that I don't let other people do the work, but I will always fine tune it at the end to kind of what I envisioned. So I am constantly trying to just get to know the strength of other people that I work with or the team so then I can get over that. Asking for help and leaning on other strengths are so important of um, any leader in any in any workplace, what you do. And something else that I think is important is seeking opportunities and skills outside of your profession. So I think we hear often, you know, get good at what you do and stick with that. And this, a perfect way to explain this is like, think of doctors and I'm not, not a doctor, so I'm probably explaining this wrong, but I mean, they're often like specialized, right? You think of a neurosurgeon for the heart. No, right. A neurosurgeon for the brain. See, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Um, a cardiologist, that's the heart or, you know, I'm just going to stop talking because clearly I don't know my specialties of doctors, but you get the point, you know, there's a doctor for certain parts of the body, you know, they specialize in that area. And I think for me, from what I've experienced that sometimes it's good to know a little about a lot. So what I mean by that is just okay, let's say you're a writer, you know, you get good at what you do for sure. Develop your craft. I'm not saying don't, but let's say you're a writer and you want to be a best-selling author. You need to learn how to be a best-selling author, right? You need to learn how to sell to be a best-selling author. And so, yes, you could have a team that helps you do that because 
obviously trying to learn how to sell and be a really good writer. Um, you want to be able to pour into those things wholeheartedly, but it's important to know a little bit of how to sell. So then you know what to look for in a team. And I find that that's been beneficial for me. You know, if I want to be a leader in the workplace and I want to my team to do a certain thing, and maybe there's somebody on the team that is better skilled and in this area, I want to know a little bit about it first. So then I know what they're talking about, or I know myself of how I want to navigate it. And so just develop your skills, look for opportunities that make you uncomfortable, look for opportunities that are you don't have skills in. So then you can be more versatile in the workplace. I think that's been um, something helpful for me. And if that scares you, you know, things that make you uncomfortable as it should, talk about that uncertainty with others. It makes you relatable and it allows you to be seen as open to learn, open to feedback, asking for advice and looking for strengths and others on your team um, shows the ability to, to communicate and collaborate, which I think is important. And being transparent and open and talking about uncertainty with job projects, you know, you are able to collaborate. Someone might have an answer for you that maybe you couldn't even come up with on your own. And another point I wanted to make is experimenting often. And this can also be for sure scary when we're because it, it brings in the what if, like, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? And I have a whole nother episode on this about what if it turns out better than you expect? So what I mean by experimenting often means look, shake things up, try new things, even though they might not need fixing. It allows you to be creative, take initiative and take the front seat and Maybe you feel like a little uninspired in work and you just kind of feel like you're going through routine. Think about how you can experiment and bring in your own gifts and what you're good at, your strengths, and change things up a little bit. Maybe things are running totally fine. You know, the systems are great or whatever it might be in whatever workplace you're at. And Maybe it's just coming up with a new idea and presenting it to your higher up or another coworker. And if they say no, they say no. You were still able to kind of be a little bit creative and maybe who knows, that'll spark like a whole new business opportunity and you could start your own business. You know, taking risks because a lot of times others won't or they feel like they can't. So not believing that as truth and yeah, starting to shake things up and experiment. Another point is learning to make decisions off the truth and values versus your feelings. And I think from what I've experienced in the workplace, you know, we can get frustrated over certain things and it's very easy to take that home. And then we just don't like going to work the next day, you know, it it just kind of develops into a big thing and whatever it might be. And first, I want to say your feelings are valid. You know, feelings are valid, but they cannot be trusted. I heard that from someplace. I did not come up with that quote and I don't remember where I heard it, but your feelings are valid, but they can't often be trusted. And as I mentioned, we can get frustrated, you know, in the workplace and maybe it's we feel unappreciated by our boss 
And so if that's the case, we feel like we might work at 30% effort since he or she doesn't notice when you give your full effort on a project anyway. So in this situation, your feelings are causing you to be irrational, impulsive, and ultimately damage your character. And I say this often, and I say this to myself, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you are putting in, you know, 30% effort in a project at work because somebody frustrated you, that's going to, that could possibly translate and spill out into maybe your relationships, giving 30% into your friendships because, um, somebody said something that maybe irritated you or giving 30% into your marriage or 30% into your dating relationship. And it's because we allow these like little compromises because of how we felt. And so it's making decisions based off what the truth is and what your values are versus your feelings. So in that situation of I feel unappreciated by my boss. I'm just going to do 30% effort of my work since they don't notice anyways. You can change it to the narrative of I feel unappreciated for my boss. So I will schedule a conversation with he or she to address it. And so as you see, you're acting or you're making a decision based off the truth is versus what your feelings are. And you're making a decision based off value. And there is going to be value from that conversation at the end of the day. Like you will handle it both, hopefully like adults. And know that doing this is hard for sure. But you guys are the girls who can. That's why you clicked on this podcast. And it's hard for me too, you know, doing things that are uncomfortable are hard and sometimes met with pushback. You might schedule this meeting with he or she that is frustrating you in the workplace and you're met with pushback. They might not care. You might not even have the meeting. There's somebody who just totally doesn't prioritize their employees. I don't know what type of workplace you're in, um, but that can happen. But as long as you are still continuing to try and it's not doing it for pleasing the other person. It's really just doing because you're beginning to act based off your values. And again, if this is a workplace that isn't maybe um, fueling your overall general well-being and contributing to maybe not appreciate you, that's a whole different story that I'm not going to give advice on because... Yeah, just not specialized in that area of what what <laughs> what to do, but I can share, you know, what we can do with the circumstance that you're given. And so hopefully that was helpful. And something else I wanted to transition to outside of kind of some tactical tips were just appreciating your life and who you are outside of your job and outside of a workplace. And I believe that this does fuel how well you can lead in a workplace because you are able to find security outside of your job. Your your job isn't your identity. Your job isn't your security. Um, you know, you, you have a life outside of your job or work and that's important too. So finding passions outside of your job or workplace and maybe you are somebody who is a business owner and you do enjoy the work that you do and that is so amazing. Um, or you're an entrepreneur. And so your work is kind of 
your livelihood. You know, I get that, but it's still important to, I believe, kind of separate, you know, what you do outside of your work. You know, you're not working 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. There's other moments of the the day to experience. And so that's what I kind of want to transition to and remind you of, of setting goals outside of achievements, I believe are really, really important. And that's because then it moves us away from the hustle culture because I myself can be really goal oriented of, you know, if I am not setting a goal for the month or specific day, then I feel like, oh, I'm kind of like just floating around and doing whatever, you know, but I'm kind of starting to move away from that because leaving room for the miracles has been so important. If my day is backed back to back busy, you know, by the hour. Yes, it makes me feel productive, but I might miss an opportunity that's right under my nose. And so leaving room for the miracles is, can be translated into your life, however you want to take that. But maybe it's even like taking up a hobby outside of work, going to a small group, um, scheduling a dinner with a friend, Go on a date once a month with your significant other or more. You know, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> um, set Mondays to go watch The Bachelor at your friend's house. Things to look forward to outside of work. And it's, again, it's okay to step back and be bored sometimes and learn to do nothing. Yeah, yes, I explain some things like pick up some skills or try and learn other things outside of your profession And that's appropriate for certain seasons of life, but it's also appropriate to step back and know that doing less sometimes equals more and more could be showing up more productive in the workplace because you fueled up your cup or more could just be enjoying your life a little bit more. And, you know, I think there's that saying of like, don't live to work, spend your time with people you love and don't make your job resent the fact that maybe you don't get to spend time or talk to those people as much. You know, there there is life to live, I promise. And you are more than your job title. You're more than a ladder to climb in the workplace. And if you're attaching your worth to a job title, like, oh, I know I will have made it when I'm making X amount of money. I know I will have made it when I'm in this position or this job title. That at the end of the day is false security. And we saw how quickly that is true and how quickly a job can just be taken away from us during 2020 COVID. So many people lost their jobs and it's just crazy to think about, you know, every second somebody is getting a new job and somebody is losing their job. You know, they're, they're, we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what tomorrow promises. But so trying to find your security in your job really is always going to continue to fall up short. And so beginning to shift your focus off of your job title and that's who you are um, and more about what you can give to the world and to others will really fuel your purpose and fuel your passion versus just a title Um and that being your identity. And so that's a bit of a reflection question. Where do you find your security from? And where do you find your confidence from? And if you answered work, know that you are not alone. Maybe it's something you never realized either. That is something that 
I feel like so often I attached my value, my worth to my work, how much I was doing, what I was doing, saying I was busy to other people was like a flex. You know, when people say like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, I'm busy. You know, I loved saying that for some reason. I just, and I enjoy being busy. I like working hard, you know, but security, that was just coming up short at the end of the day. And so finding my security in something that is evergreen, like my faith, has allowed me to kind of take that step back and know that I am more than my productivity levels. I am more than my work. I am known and fully loved for the gifts that I have, my God-given talents, my God-given gifts. And when I'm operating in those, then I'm able to serve a purpose as well. And so I know this was a lot of different, I kind of jumped around in different areas of the workplace and maybe things that have worked for me or things to consider and reflect on. And so hopefully this was helpful for you. Again, if you are new to the show, I am so happy you clicked on this and you learned just something new today of how to be the girl who can in a different area of your life. And so every Wednesday, I look forward to seeing you right back here, wherever you're listening, whatever time of the day, whatever day of the week it is for you. But if you're listening to this, the time it comes out, happy August and happy Wednesday. It's a new month to leave room for the miracles. As I said in this podcast, maybe that's something that's going to be a goal for me this month. August is going to be a month to leave room for the miracles and yeah, just take it as it comes. And so I appreciate all of you guys. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and continue being the girls who can in any way you can. And I promise who you are right now listening to this is enough to be the girl who's the girls who can. And catch me over on Instagram at Aris Lujano or at the girl who can podcast to connect. But other than that, that's all I got for you guys this week. I will chat with you guys next Wednesday. Bye.